0: Hello and welcome back to Wellness Weekly. I'm Rachel Kukaji.
1: And I'm Brock Lutz.
0: And Brock, if you want to do the honors of introducing our guest this week.
1: Sure, well, this has actually been a long time in, in the making because my wife, Jennifer, who's here with us, has been um, pressuring me for years to do a podcast together, uh, ongoing, so maybe this will spark something, but <laughs> I've always been a, ten, uh, a, a bit hesitant, so uh, so yeah, so Jennifer's uh, Jenny, I call her Jenny, Jenny's here, and everybody else calls me Jen, it's true, mm-hmm. so here to talk about relationships today, so
2: I'm
0: excited to be here. So Jen, you recently spoke at Curate, which is the Women's Summit here on campus. Yeah. We actually have, Curate has its own show here on Radio Free Hills so one 101.7 FM. I realized I did not mention that at the beginning, so put good, that in good there. Good advertisement. Yeah, <clears throat> <laughs> yeah. Um, so you spoke at Curate, and you talked about relationships, and you're talking to the general student body about what you see on campus. What are some things you talked about or based on the questions that people ask what were the the general themes about the relational challenges of our particular student body in this age group
2: right well I said that I saw a handful of things one of which probably doesn't need an introduction which is the hills dating culture that everybody loves to talk about I also said I see actually
1: how would you define hills dating
2: well I think it's dating without the benefits of Truly being in a relationship. Okay. It's like dating with no strings attached. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Like emotional involvement, but not... Not commitment. Communication, no commitment. Mm-hmm. commitment right? commitment, right. sticking mm-hmm. around. <laughs> right,
2: mm-hmm. it's like, you know, I can keep my options open, but mm-hmm. I can string you along too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's awesome.
0: <laughs> awesome. <laughs> right?
1: So how, how have you observed that on campus, and, and, and why is that a negative thing?
2: Well, I think that inevitably somebody's going to get hurt. It's like, you know, it works for one person in the relationship, but the other person is wasting a lot of their precious time and could be dating somebody else who's more
0: serious or not, you know, not mm-hmm. being strung along. Hmm. Right. Because if you're n- not communicating between the two of you as to what's going on, there could be most likely different expectations there. And so I think it's okay to be in a position of not dating or not dating yet or actually dating, or even if you both feel like, oh, we want to take it slow, we want to be a little more casual, if you both feel that way. But how are you supposed to know where you both are if both people are afraid of bringing it up?
2: Hmm. Right. Or, again, just trying to keep... I think the thing I get most worried about is, are we just trying to keep our options open? Mm -hmm. We don't Mm -hmm. really want to commit. But then the other thing that I've also seen is what... I feel like younger generations would dub like the purity culture, hmm. which is we're so serious about it that if I ask somebody out for coffee, that's akin to, to a proposal. For to a proposal, mm-hmm. and you're like, whoa.
1: Well, we've had students that we've talked to about relationships who, like, s- who who have felt like that's that a young man would need to call their father to ask permission. To take them out for coffee.
2: Right. You know,
1: I mean, that idea of like, wow, this, I've almost, I have to know.
2: Before I go out. Before
1: I go out with them. Right. But that's usually you go out with them and, and that's how you get to know them. And Mm -hmm.
2: that's what I think I encourage the girls is that it, again, we don't want to be serial dating where it's just, you know, everything's super casual, but. It's also okay to grab coffee with somebody or grab a meal and just get to know someone and see, is this, was this something that would actually work? And that's okay. Mm-hmm. It's okay to not start off knowing, is this the person that I need to marry? Because that's part of what dating is. It's getting to know somebody. Yeah, I don't
0: think it's mm-hmm. possible to... If right? you know, you really don't know, I think. How are you supposed to... How would you be in the position to know if you two work relationally as a couple before being a couple. So where, yes. where
1: do you think then with some of those dating, I mean this, I'd be interested in your perspective too on mm-hmm. this, Rachel. So when does it go from, we've gone out on dates a couple times and we have had coffee, how do you stop that then from, be, from turning into Hills Dating? Because well, I, I think sometimes Hills Dating does just happen like kind of naturally, friends. so how do you stop it from 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 staying at at that place?
2: I think someone has to be intentional about having a conversation and saying, "Okay, like what what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Like is mm-hmm. this are we interested in one another? Is this moving forward?" Which I know is awkward. Mm-hmm but then again, isn't that what relationships are? Like a lot of communication. Awkward. Awkward. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, and having to ask hard questions. Meta right.
0: communication, yeah. like right. communication about your communication. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I love that. Right. Yeah. But let me,
1: so a, a question that I get a lot of times from young women though, is they're at that place and mm-hmm. they know that a conversation needs to be had, but they think they aren't or shouldn't be the one to bring that up. Do you, do you think that's true?
0: Hmm. So I, I actually, there was a younger student here who's talking to me about this recently. And she was kind of in the same position where she had started going on dates before break and then stayed in touch. And kind of stayed in touch and was like going on another date here but it was this whole thing of she was like I don't even know how I feel anymore and I was like well of course you don't know how you feel because you've hardly spent time around each other you're still in these early dates and I said I think it's okay to as a girl bring it up and say I I need to know what your intentions are this far along you've asked me on dates I think that's your prerogative Mm mm-hmm But I also think, like, I will say, if you have to pull that out of him, that might be a sign that it's not heading the right direction. And if he is intentional, I said to her, if he is intentional, I think he will bring it up at this next date. Mm -hmm. And he did. Hmm. So then she and she didn't have to. And now they're dating. So I think it's both and because it's not it's not that. A lot of those kind of conversations, I think it's okay for the girl to bring up. But I think it's a good sign if the guy's in the same place that he's willing to make those same conversations, whether it's about like defining the relationship or like setting boundaries or different things. If he's invested, he will want to have those conversations as well. Sure.
2: Well, I think that that's, and I think, I think the reality is in our heart of hearts, and this is what happens often with the Hills dating type of situation, is we probably know the answer. Mm-hmm. But we don't want to hear the answer, and so it's you know it's comfortable, it's easy, it's scary to be alone or to get the answer. Well, maybe I'm not that interested in you, and then now you're back to nobody to hang out with. Square one. Yeah, yeah you're back to square one, and so sometimes. it's so almost
1: where you like. Sometimes you'd rather some attention, even if it's non-committal, yes. than taking the risk of saying, "Well, now I'm not getting any attention." Exactly. Right. Yes. Hmm. So in the Collegian, when they asked you about about um, curate, you had a quote that uh, you always marry the wrong person. Okay, so I, I could I could personally take offense yeah. to that in some <laughs> right. way, shape, or form. Do you want to describe that that statement a bit?
2: Sure. Well, that's from Tim Keller's book, The Meaning of Marriage, which was one of our favorite books mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when we do some premarital counseling. That's a book we often recommend. And what they're talking about is that when you marry somebody, the reality is is people change. And so even though, like you think you know somebody, when you get married, people are kind of evolving and changing, and you're having to grow with that person. And so one of the things I encouraged students when i or the girls when I was speaking was what you're really looking for is good character qualities. Mm-hmm. Like those are the things that you' really that are super important
1: are there ones that come to mind for you that you recommend to young women?
2: Well, certainly, I think integrity. Are they honest? Um, Are they faithful? For me, my personal faith is really important, and so I want to know where that lies.
1: So when you say character over personality, what, what are personality things that you think young women often are drawn to?
2: Well, I'm going on my own experience, mm-hmm. and I, you know, which is reaching back a little bit. Um, <laughs> anyways, but,
1: but I think You look 27. Well, thank you. Oh, uh, okay, so. <laughs> That's clearly what I am. <laughs> Do I need to leave the room <laughs> 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 No, but
2: I think it's often, I was always into the big personality. You know, obviously, looks, and just, you know, even athletic talent, things like that, which are all fine and good. But those aren't the things that you're going to be, those things evolve and change. Mm. I look different 23 years into marriage. and Not a bit. Beauty's only skin deep. You know, like those (laughs) things evolve and change. But is my character, like is that solid? Is that something that is consistent? Mm.
1: Mm. Yeah. Well, and you and I often use the metaphor of, of... that you you marry someone and you're choosing who you're going to war with. You, yes. You're not choosing who you're taking to Cedar Point with you. But yeah. but you know you you in, in a in a in a war you want to look next to you and say okay do I yeah. trust this person mm-hmm. and and and, it, and that's not a negative analogy not because that marriage is always war. Well, no, I, I was going to say sometimes in war you have victories and you mm-hmm. win battles and 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 you you talk it to military folks and there's no bond stronger than being in a war together or being in military and coming to a common cause.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And and I, I think that does speak to character. You don't just want someone who has a lot of bravado. You want someone mm-hmm. that you can really trust.
2: Right, or somebody who presents well in person, mm-hmm. but in their personal life is lacking. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what's hard, and I think, again, That's why even the dating process can be really good because what you're looking for is, is this person, how are they both in front of a group but also behind the Mm -hmm. scenes? Are they caring? Are they thoughtful? Do they listen? Do they ask me about my day? Are they generous with their time or maybe even finances? Are they truly faithful to their church and to their friends Mm -hmm. or do they just give lip service to things Hmm. and those are the things that I think you find over like that's why you date and Brock and I often Mm -hmm. encourage to even date through seasons because again often people those first couple months those first three months of dating things are super exciting it's Mm -hmm. summer it's summer (laughs) that's right (laughs) but you need to walk and see people through all you know various circumstances right
0: hmm I have another question, but yeah. real quick, you're listening to Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsville, 101.7 FM. And Brock and I are here today with Brock's wife, Jen Lutz, and talking about relational health and pursuing good relationships in college mainly. So we talked a lot generally about character and these good traits. But how do you and we talked also here, I'll also say we talked about, you know, not taking dating too seriously like it's not marriage light you're not married yet you don't know that they're the right person so how do you practically apply these principles and have good boundaries and what are good habits to have like in the early stages of dating to discern if it's the right person because there are a lot of nice people in hills hills campus it's not like these are like scumbags right but how do you discern that they're the right person and the right person to, for you to marry? Like what are good habits to be establishing and to be Mm. establishing those like forging your weapons for war to continue that analogy?
1: Well, I, I would say I, I think that that becoming good friends, I think the thing that was probably unique about our relationship is we were, we were good friends and we dated for a long time and got to know each other. Um, you know, I, I also think, um, when, I, when I think of the, the now infamous uh, 12 Steps of Intimacy, that is... Yes,
2: uh, <laughs> the Brock talk The about. Brock Talk Rock, as people
0: say.
1: I cannot tell you how often I go to Simpson, or I'm around Simpson guys, and one touches someone else's face, and they, they go, oh, look, Brock, it's face hand-to-face contact. Hand-to-face, um, yeah. You know, but... You know, eye, I, to I, eye, eye, to eye, eye to eye contact, <laughs> and um, but I, I, do, I do really think that that those boundaries. I think what physical boundaries do in a relationship is that not to overstate it, but I think it's important is that they do set the standard of what are we going to focus on mm-hmm. when we're together, right. and I think that when 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 that's off the table, because I think it's very easy for couples that are dating to just focus on when we're together, it's physical. And maybe not even too far physically though, but, but I think if you focus on that too much, um, you're likely going to go too far physically and have some regrets there, but also that that's gonna become the focus of the relationship. Mm-hmm. And I even think back to times that you and I were on Hillsdale's campus and taking a lot of walks together and dreaming about what our lives could look like, and some of those kind of things. Like our our relationship was founded on conversation and talking right. about our faith and in in friendship. And and so to me, I think that's that's a really important thing. That again, going back to the purity culture, right. Um c- can <laughs> The seem, derided purity you know, culture, right? I mean, but but there there are elements, and I I'm not saying you know, we should do a a a podcast on the purity culture. Yeah. Yeah. Because I I think that there were, I think what, what younger people now are reacting to what I think they're reacting to is, is parents telling them just to do something or to not do something, Mm -hmm. but then they're not actually being an ongoing conversation about, human sexuality, mm-hmm. that it's just kind of viewed as something that's negative and we're just don't do it and we're not going to talk about it. And then you're going to get married and it's going to be great and you're going to have it all the time and every, you know, and actually mm-hmm. there's a lot of, of misconceptions in that. So to me, I think, but there are some principles in the purity culture that are, you know, what your sexuality is important to you. There's a time for sex for sexual expression in marriage and that's best. Right. And and I, I do think that those those um, those principles being applied in the relationship early on set it on a good foundation. So I don't know how how would you answer that, John?
2: Right. Well again, I think one of the nice things about Hillsdale campus is you do get to interact with a lot of campus Mm -hmm. and you get Mm -hmm. to observe people from afar.
1: In different settings. In different
2: settings. And I do think that that's part of the key is really, even before dating, it's like, well, does this person have the character qualities that would build a good relationship? And Mm -hmm. then, once you start dating, again, you're initially having fun, becoming friends And there's just stages to everything. Just like you can't force a friendship. Friendship Mm -hmm. and like a a deep friendship comes with time. Mm -hmm. I think it's the same thing in a dating relationship. And so if you're trying to cross those boundaries too soon, whether it's physically or even emotionally, Mm -hmm. it's just too much. I also Mm -hmm. think watching for things like, often people get into a relationship and then they ditch their other friends. And like watching things like that It's like it's great to be in a relate in a dating relationship, but that doesn't mean that I now cancel Mm -hmm. my other relationships. It's like a balanced relationship has isn't just one person, Mm -hmm. you know, you still have your studies, you still have your opposite sex relationships, and those things Mm -hmm. are really important, Mm -hmm. yeah, and make create the whole person.
1: Oh mm-hmm. hey, you get extra points for that uh, whole person one. wellness.
0: Whole person wellness. Those are the two things, whole person wellness and the and the 12 steps, steps of, of intimacy. <laughs> 12 steps. Go ahead. Intimacy. Free
1: associate Brock. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so. Oh, um, and
0: and like all the COVID stuff as well. <laughs> oh, that's true.
1: The COVID uh, czar and uh, <laughs> I'm death by quarantine. <laughs> yeah. That was my favorite Hillsdale oh, really? meme wow. of last year. Ooh. Oh, you didn't see that one. I that did was not a good one. That, one. So. that was
2: good that was pretty funny.
1: You, you mentioned emotional boundaries. Um I think that in, in, uh, as adults give young people dating advice, they often talk about physical boundaries. So w- where are emotional or spiritual boundaries? Where do they belong in early dating?
2: Again, I think it's just pacing ourselves is so important. Mm-hmm. Because again, you wanna know that the other person that you're interested in shares the same faith as you. Mm-hmm. So it's natural to talk about faith. But I think unloading about all of these things in the first month of dating is a lot. Mm -hmm. And (laughs) so it's like that natural, like a gradual getting to know one another. I think waiting even, it's one thing to like pray before meals, Hmm. you know, that sort of thing. But like intensive praying together.
1: Sure. Or praying for each other in like more of an accountability here's something that's really bothering yes. me, kind of. I think
2: those are things that should come later mm-hmm. when there's a more established relationship and you're looking towards the future. Right. Mm-hmm. And I know that's difficult. I say all of this understanding that these are all really nice things to say when you're not in a relationship and then when you're suddenly in deep smit. Mm-hmm you know, it's much tougher.
0: Jen, I'd love to keep going. So we will be back for a part two. But for right now, we got to take a quick break. You're listening to Wellness Weekly on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. I'm Rachel Kukaji here with Brock Lutz. We're the host of the show. And we're also interviewing Brock's wife, Jen Lutz on all things relationships. And right now talking about emotional boundaries. So we will pick up that conversation after this break.